Welcome to She Rises Up podcast with Gemma and Lara. We are multi-award winning international coaches, authors and speakers specialized in women's empowerment and conscious leadership for women. Here we want to empower, uplift and elevate you with conscious conversations aimed to unify femininity, business and consciousness. Hello everybody, hello ladies, welcome to episode 22 of She Who Rises Up with uh, Lara Calaf and myself, Gemma Ramirez. Very excited here about the number 22, uh, it feels like a big achievement and uh, to celebrate we are gifting you today with a beautiful episode, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be beautiful where we're going to continue talking about the divine feminine, what's the feminine is and um, uh, today will be Lara who will do mainly the talking. So it's a very special episode as, as well as last week. Uh, but before we start, let's welcome Lara. Hi, Lara. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we're reversing slides this time, you know. And so, yes. Hi, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's lovely because normally Lara introduces the podcast, but today she's going to be doing most of the talking. Um, I'll, I'll, I've, I've introduced it. So, how you? Now I'm asking you, how are you? Since you've asked me. <laughs> well, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay with the challenges of life, but we're okay. Always growing and unlearning. So, um, like we said last week, we um, I, I shared my version of what the feminine is, and um, today is the, is the the turn of, of Lara. I can't wait to to hear what she has to say. It's going to be a very uh, informative uh, session, I'm sure. So please stay tuned till the end of it. So how, how would you like to start this conversation, Lara? <laughs> okay, okay. How do I want to start this conversation? I would like to start this conversation by saying that I am a student of the Divine Feminine. I'm a student and I don't know if I will ever graduate I don't know if I'll ever graduate. So whatever I'm going to be sharing with you today is going to be based on my current level of understanding and all the findings that I have, I have discovered up to this point. And why am I saying that um, uh, I'm still a student of the, of the divine feminine and I don't know if I will ever graduate is because if you were to ask me, what is feminine for you? Feminine for me is a life force as the life force, right? And to understand the feminine is like understanding life itself, right? Um, and um, yeah, yeah, with, you know, life is not linear, right? It's got all these, um, it's got so many surprises and ups and downs and, 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 and I'm thinking of Mama Gaia now, Mother Earth, right? Mother Earth, Father Sky, Mother Earth, that is a feminine. Feminine has got volcanoes and eruptions and we've got, you know, thunderstorms and, and, and everything that happens, you know? So this is how I see with the, with the, with the feminine. Now, what I also would like to clarify is that when I, I, I refer to the feminine or what I am, when I refer to the feminine in this podcast, I'm referring not only from an energetic perspective that, that we've talked about that many times, the genderless aspect of, uh, of the feminine in this case, but also I will be talking and referring to it um, as, uh, as us, you know, being women um, and also identifying um, being born as a woman and identifying as, as being women. So this is something that, that I want to also to clarify. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that um, life is not linear. So is, is life feminine? How do you see it? Yes. Um, the, so when I see the when I see feminine and, and I'm, I see Mother Earth, right? Why is it called Mother Earth? Who came up with that? It must have been a very wise person to call Earth, Mother Earth and the sky, Father Sky. So um, I see life itself as yes, that not being linear. I mean, look, if, if you were to look at it from the perspective, even what happened over the last 18 years or so, and let's leave conspiracies to side and everything else based on, you know, from a, um, a you know, from, from the perspective of the craziness that has happened that is that is very is not linear right we no literally it is full of surprises and I see that as as a feminine yes in fact um I remember last year I was referring to the virus as being a feminine virus (laughs) feminine virus with all the chaos that brought the chaos that brought it brought a stillness it brought it brought so much so for, for sure you know it was a a virus a feminine virus yes it's true it's true I've, I mean I've been married for just two months but it, I, the other day I was saying to my husband um you, you will never get bored with me because obviously one day you wake up wow this crazy euphoric feminine flowing the next day you're full of emotions I think this ups and downs is normal in us women we go through these these different circles while they tend to be they mean men tend to be maybe more linear more balanced in a way um so that that that's my experience yeah being married as well being the volcano the, the the chaos while the other person builds the space for you to explode or to, or to contain whatever comes every day so um, I, I'm really eager to hear the story of how you started to learn about the feminine mm. what's the feminine for you today uh, yeah, yeah. how do you get to the conclusions that you have now Oh, beautiful, beautiful question. Thank you. So the, the journey to the feminist, in fact, I, I posted something a while ago about it. The journey to the feminine, as I understand it, as I understand it today, started the day I realized and I learned there was a journey to be taken, which is very different to the understanding that I had of the feminine in my early youth, uh, even up to, I would say, what, only a few years ago. And um Completely different, completely different. And um, now here's something that I was always attracted um, and always found the word femininity to be incredibly alluring, attractive, and highly charged to in the most delightful ways. And I've um, always, since even my teenage years, I was fascinating by, fascinated by that. And even I would devour all kind of magazines, articles, and all sorts of information that contained the word feminine only because it was, you know, it was, yeah, very attractive to me. Now, um, so yes, my, my, the, the energy is like, I wanted to be more feminine. I was eager to learn that, but I was looking in now, knowing what I know now, I was looking at it from a completely different perspective. And I found that, um, I found that there was a problem with the way that um, th- those magazines and also society was teaching us what the feminine was. It had nothing to do with the true feminine as we, you and I, and so many people like us understand and understand it and, and teach about it today. And it was very much about 
how to be more attractive, how to be, um, it was very outwardly energy. There was from time to time some tips on, on how to go a little bit inwards. And I didn't understand how to do that. I didn't have the resources or the capacity to, to do that. So it would, you know, oof, you know, I'll just let it go. So this is when I, I learned that it was completely wrong. And also what I learned is that the feminine that I was pursuing, it was more to it was more to to fit into the patriarchal idea as what the feminine is and also if I was to be very bland and open here also to fulfill the sexual desires of men and um, and that was my understanding of uh, of the feminine now um and I've been through extremes. Now, I would like to say that I've been through extremes, you know, so my journey there, it wasn't like just reading the magazine. I mean, I had the magazines. I was, you know, I went through multiple um, aesthetic surgeries, as you know, I've done so many treatments in the name of looking more feminine because I thought it was all image um, driven. That's something that I, I openly talk about it. So, you know, I, I and that's fine. And I know that I had to go through all that as part of my journey to, to remember the feminine. And, um, and later on in life, actually, when I was a people leader, it was very interesting because I could recognize the feminine. I could recognize the feminine. And it was, I couldn't describe it. I, I could, it's, it's almost like I, I, I didn't know how to, you know, um, you, you can't put your finger on it, right? Um, but I was completely mesmerized by some of my, now I recognize them, uh, because I recognize the feminine, some of my team members who were embodying certain aspects of the feminine that I was longing for. And but I have to say also that the feminine, while very alluring and mesmerizing, sometimes could confuse the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, I remember having to, because I was a people leader for a very long time, and some of the, you know, um, of my team, most of my team members were women. It would it would drive me crazy, it, and I was putting it down to personalities. You know, she's got that personality without actually not knowing that I was looking at archetypes. <laughs> those were the archetypes of the feminine that were coming through and because I didn't have a clue myself so I wasn't able to recognize it within them and of course within myself and especially especially because the the energy that I uh, especially in the corporate world the energy that I was um, driving uh, was very masculine was very masculine um, uh, energy um, and uh, and it's fine you by the way like we have to make a disclaimer now that that if your primary energy is masculine and you are okay with that then bring it on we're not saying that the that what we're sharing is the ultimate knowledge and this is what you need to embrace we're giving you possibilities because in the same way that I needed to learn about it and somebody opened the door for me, we're hoping that through the conversation that we had last week with Gemma's conversation and this conversation, you say, oh, wait a minute, there is a door here that I, I can open and walk through. So this is the intention of that. So if, if your energy is masculine and you're happy with that, bring it on. Now, the problem is when, when, when you feel imbalanced, when there's that imbalance, that is when we need to start asking ourselves um, um, certain questions. And you know, I'm 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 sensing. Do, do you want me to share with you how I how I I learned about embodying masculine energy? Is that something that you might want? To I would know? love to. Yeah. Um, one, one question I was I was thinking about is is similar to that. Um, how, how do you recognize the masculine energy from the feminine from your perspective? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
stunning stunning so um how 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 yes look i remember now i i'm going to reference my parents here and and whenever i reference parents i do it with my utmost respect and all my love and i know that um some people who have great relationship with their parents they they don't like to reference their parents in their healing journey because they feel guilt right having said that we need to go through this journey in order for mm -hmm. us to you know to uh yeah to help us heal and help them heal mm -hmm. so for me it was um for me it was through my mother and my mother's own projection and all own you know limitations and own conditioning that was she um she made me quote unquote feminist right a feminist to be independent she didn't want to, to be like her you know because she you know she had a career in music and and a very successful career in music and she left it she left everything in all you know when she met my dad and and you know was dedicated completely to her family so that she didn't want that for for the girls or for her daughters so she was always like you've got to be independent you know you don't you know she was giving all these beautiful messages that were coming from a place of empowerment and a place of love and um, having said that I recognize that but also now recognize that that was a shift in which I um I, I turned away from the mother's energy from the feminine energy within my mother and I start focusing on my dad that by all means, it doesn't mean that I love my mother any less. We're not talking about this here. We're talking about from an energetic perspective, I refused the feminine and I shifted my energy towards my dad, who is a linear, obviously a man, very manly himself, who was a provider, who was a very successful man in business. And then this is when I learned that I to make shit happen, basically, I needed to, yeah, the, there's certain things I needed to do. And I remember my dad again with all his love and one time said to me, Lara, you know, you gotta be number one, number two, but never number three, never number three. And that was like, I know your potential. I know you could do much more. I believe in you. I trust in your capacity. You know, I need you to trust in your capacity too, right? And of course I took that on board. But again, because I didn't know that in order to do that, you needed to be linear right? You got to do, you know, and, uh, and of course he doesn't understand the cyclic nature of the feminine because he is not a woman himself. So this is, this is how deep this could go, right? And by the way, we're not talking here about, you know, let me emphasize about not loving our parents. Absolutely not. These are things that they've learned themselves. They haven't embraced themselves. They haven't learned themselves. They haven't healed themselves. And it's our job to, um, to um to do it yeah yeah so this is how i got into the masculine basically mm -hmm. wanting to to be an independent woman um until i realized that actually a lot of these messages or uh, feminine messages actually go really against uh, the feminine values mm -hmm. energetic perspective yeah um i love that you mentioned about the parents and i did also last week and again yeah like you said with with all my love for my mother, but we have to recognize that there are wounds there from, from childhood, from, from our parents, understanding that they did their best for us. Um, how, or what, what's the relationship between healing the mother wound or the father wound and, and the feminine? Um, is there any relationship? Is, what, what can you tell us about that? Because I know you've done lots of work with that. Please ask me the question again. 
Um, so what's the relationship between healing the mother wound and the father wound and uh, embracing the feminine within and also embracing the masculine energy within? Big one, because ultimately, who do we learn? Um, who do we learn? Who are the first figures in our our life, right? The, the, those important figures, and and in the case of you know myself or my parents, right, and were my grandparents. So I was learning how to be, um, how what does a woman mean from from them, right? So so some of the questions that I needed to ask myself because here's something that when I started my journey, which of course you know would unfold shortly into the feminine as I understand it now, and needed to come from different perspectives. And of course, the intellect being one of them, but of course, it's only one of them because the feminine is all about embodiment, right? It's all about embodiment. So you have to tap into the body's wisdom in order for us to, to be feminine, be and, and, and reconnect to the feminine. So, so some of the questions, for example, is to know what was the relationship with my mother, right? Is how did my mother feel about her being a woman? How did my father feel about being him a man? What, um, what did she teach me about being a woman? Right, so these are some of the questions that we need to dive into as, as part of our healing, the masculine and feminine within, within ourselves, because even they have it distorted. Even they have distorted. I don't, did I answer the question? I don't know if I answered the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what was, what was your experience? I mean, if you want to share something, but what was your experience um, with that as, as you grow into your feminine and balancing your feminine and your masculine within? Um, how does that relate to the, the healing of um, yeah, the, the childhood traumas or whatever you want to call it? Uh, yeah, yes, like the childhood traumas is one of the things that we look at. Um, masculine and feminine energy is another, um, all the conditioning and all the shadow aspects of ourselves, you know. So, so this is the deep work that, um, that, that. So when I heal the inner child, I'm not only healing the masculine and feminine, it's, it's, and the masculine and feminine aspect is only one aspect of the healing process. It's not the whole healing process. Like whenever we do um, child, um, we're healing the inner child, we're healing so the messaging that we receive that many times is linked to that, right? Now, for example, the messages, the message, the big message that I needed to heal or that I created in my mind, the message that I created in my mind that I needed to heal the most, it was the message that I wasn't good enough, right? And that was because, oh, very interesting now that I'm thinking about it, because of course, you know, I was, um, uh, my surroundings, not only my parents, my surroundings were pushing me to be better and better and better. And that is the masculine energy, right? So I, actually it's indirectly there without, without um, it being so uh, so obvious and that is very masculine energy you know and and I was you know and now I know that I was protected and I didn't want to learn the shit that I was I was learning in school you know because it was all anyways let's leave it there but the point is is that um that is masculine energy yeah and it's it's core right that was from both the female lineage in my family and the masculine lineage. But because here's something, Gemma, and for all our beautiful women, the, the, the feminine is unknown and it's been unknown for so long, so long that, that even our most of our mothers, grandmothers, aunties, they haven't got the clue themselves. They haven't got a clue themselves. So this is why it's important for us to open the space for women to say the bug stops with us. 
like recently I received a beautiful email from one of the participants of the program, the women's program that I facilitate, saying that one of the books that we recommend in the program, it's, you know, she wished she knew these things before, but at least she's going to make sure that her, I think she was like six or eight year old daughter, I don't remember, is going to make sure that actually, you know, she has this information and that she is going to approach the situation differently. Now, this is beautiful. And this is beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, I know that one of your um, of your main work is to work with leaders, with women leaders. And I love one of your own quotes that please correct me. I don't remember exactly, but it's something like leaders must be healers or something like that. Something on those lines. I love that. Um, so can, can you tell us a bit about that? What do you mean by leaders must be healers? The quote was something like, I don't even remember these stuff. <laughs> And download these things like what did I say that? But that is uh, what was it? Something like um, heal the leaders, so the leaders become healers. Mm -hmm. Yes, and and um, and and that comes from the space of this is very much linked to your work as well, Gemma, in in raising consciousness and 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 when I heal my own wounds, then then I'm not going to project these things onto people, and I'm going to educate people as well to realize that, for example, one aspect here, just only one aspect that the, the, the whatever you get triggered instead of blaming others like like we like we um, society tends to do right we, we look at uh, who who has to blame who's at fault instead of going inwards and, and realizing and learning and, and healing so this is what I mean by that is for the he for the leaders to do the inner work why because they have the capacity to influence at a massive scale um, more than on a one-to-one -one level. So, so that was, um, yeah. So through the leadership style, through the way they approach life, the way they approach their team, their business, they also sparks moments of, uh, of healing to their people and through education, through leading by example from the, in the highest possible way and through tapping into the wisdom of the heart. Beautiful. The wisdom of the heart. Um, you also mentioned about the archetypes of the feminine earlier. I would like uh, if, if you could tell us a bit more about that and also how it relates to the leadership styles that you just mentioned. Stunning, stunning. I think I think before I say that, what I need to uh, share with you, if you don't mind, is mm -hmm. how I got to the understanding right now of the feminine, because this mm -hmm. is an interesting journey and the gap. And then I, I could share with you the archetypes. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do that then. Um, so the, my understanding of the feminine as, as it stands today started only a few years ago. I'm 43. Only a few years ago when I was massively, massively initiated um, after a series of events happened um, at a, in a very short space of time. And, uh, and that was, um, yeah, that was like a, a big, massive initiation. It happened that that was the um, one of the initiated initiative initiative the things that that um, triggered the initiation was me leaving employment so that was one of them but I remember um being pregnant I got pregnant and you know you've been through the journey with myself and although that pregnancy was never meant to to uh, to be and you know I'm not going to get into the details here um what I know is that that was an angelical pregnancy I I, I know it I know it 100% I know it I know it I don't have to justify anything I know it and that was the beginning for me that was the beginning because um it felt like uh, Lara you're not listening you're not listening you 
you're not paying attention, let me make your body go through something in order for you, through this experience, in order for you to wake up because otherwise you're not waking up. Hmm? And that is when I started tapping into my body. Now, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is when the thing started for me. And that is when um, um, the, the, the conversation started, people started, books started, and it all start with a, a question that I ask myself, where is my responsibility in all this? And that is when it all started. Now, I also have to say that at the very beginning, I, do you know what I remember? I remember going to one of these bookstores um, when I, I, I was hungry, I was hungry, I was hungry, I needed, I was like, wow, wow, is an, a, a massive door has been opened here to me that I don't know, that I knew, I knew, but it's like, oh, wow, it's right on my face, and there were books on menstrual cycles, and I'm like, oh, come on, it's like, what, do we have to write books on menstrual cycles, you know, you just fucking get on with it, and this is it, right, oh my god, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> Obviously, you know, this is not the case now. And of course, I was coming from a hardcore corporate, masculine um, driven uh, mentality here. So I have to say that at the beginning, also, there was a lot of confusion for me because a lot of the messaging related uh, to women's empowerment, and this is very much linked to, to the question of the archetypes, <clears throat> were very much driven by masculine energy. And also I learned that not everything called women's empowerment is empowering to women and for women. And mm -hmm. we have shared experiences there, you know, with some of those situations. So that was very confusing to me at the beginning, you know, so I had some, to, I needed to learn about that. Now, yes, so, so the archetypes. So one of the archetypes that I needed to work with, what was the archetype of the good girl, which is the archetype that is very, very present, I would say in most women, most human beings, probably, but you know, because we focus on you know, women and, and, you know, I haven't had these conversations with men, so I don't know if it applies to men too, but I know it applies to women. And what is the antidote to that? What is the medicine to that? You go and work on your wild woman archetype. So in order for you to heal the good girl, you go and work on the wild woman archetype, which has been for me super interesting because number one, I realized I've always been a little wild <laughs> since I was a kid. But now um, it was like, whoa, magnified to the extent that even I have to say the events that happened last year really cemented um, that that uh, that healing process, the healing of the inner the inner good girl, and the embracing of the of the wild woman. So um, so as part of the archetypes, yeah. So there are like there are hundreds of archetypes. There's not only one or two. You know, you normally work with a, with several of them. So the ones that I am very embodying now are the archetype of the witch and the archetype of the priestess. These are the two that are uh, that are. Um, that yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm embodying and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. Um, and the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the archetype of the witch is the magic, is the wisdom. It's the connection to nature, is the connection to the healer within yourself. And the archetype of the priestess actually is the archetypes of leadership. That is, that is the essence of, of, of that. Um, yeah, yeah, so these are some of the archetypes. So, so why is it important to understand that? 
once you start learning about the feminine and by the way you know you, you look at it i needed to learn the feminine as well from an intellectual perspective so i needed to learn the science bit you know i need to learn the science because there's science to this as well and this is us connecting to what is the capacity of my body what can my body do what is this thing about menstrual cycles what, what's going on there where's the medicine in there so hence the reason that i i i you know, I share so much and I talk so much about menstrual cycles because literally is we have superpowers on each cycle, each phase of our cycle that that we're not aware of. Right. So learn about the, the science bit, learn about from a sociological perspective as well. There is um, things to learn, for example. I don't know if you knew that 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 um, the symptoms, for example, of stroke show up differently in men than in women. Right, but there is not enough science. There is not enough research done on strokes on women. So we need to understand that there is um, a sociological aspect to this, and how women have been pressed from a financial, sexual, and medical perspective. And a great book, in fact, if you want to to look into, is called Invisible Women. Invisible Women, and that will exposes the bias in a world that has been decided this design format. So this is a good resource to do that. Mm. how beautiful mm. we, we you know this is a feminine we flow with this right you ask <laughs> like like to, to different tangents here exactly <laughs> we need the man here to, to put us into <laughs> um it, uh, talking about the archetypes i was thinking as, as i was listening to you because there might be some listeners who maybe have heard the word archetypes for the first time don't understand what they are um can you tell us a bit more about that so yes do do we it, it, does each woman has one archetype or do they change over time do we have them all archetypes are the aspects of conscious of the collective consciousness that is present um that is present in all of us like for example when i say that i embody the archetype of the witch it doesn't is is it's one aspect of the collective that is present within me and that I'm working with at this moment of time, right? So actually we all have access to all archetypes. This is my understanding. We have access to all those archetypes. So for example, when we're working on the archetype of the, of the, um, of the uh, uh, wild woman, it's, it's present in all of us. In fact, if I was to go and see my, my nephew and my niece, they're wild children, you know? So the wilderness is within them, right? It is not until later on. When I look at the archetype of the witch, guess what? I look at my little um, niece and, and she, she believes in magic and so is my, is my nephew. So she believes in magic and that is the magic that we're talking about there, the connection with nature and everything else. So all these archetypes are present in the collective consciousness and then what we do is that we decide to download it and work um, work through it mm. and also it's understanding that look there is the the dark goddess archetype the god dark goddess is very much linked to the aspect with ourselves that is related to anger so that means that i need to honor my anger so when you work with archetypes you're also working with with all aspects of the archetype and all the emotions of the archetype right mm -hmm. And by because um, I've heard the, the term archetypes in, in many different, um, not only for the feminine, but in different um, places. So um, one question that comes to me is that if by working exclusively with women archetypes, um, are we not excluding the more manly archetype or more masculine archetypes? Yes. Well, I think those archetypes are for, are for both. 
So for example, a witch is not only for women, it's for men too. We have the priestess, we have the priests too. So it's not, uh, it's not only for, for, um, for women here, but then what we're downloading is this feminine aspect of it. Um, this is my, the way I, I look at it. Like for example, one of the archetypes that I am very connected with and that um, I've been working for, for the last, with and for the last few years that has led me to embracing the archetype of the witch and the priestess is the archetype of the goddess. So for example, the archetype of the goddess is not that I am, I am worshipping a goddess in, this, in the Abrahamic style, right? Like, like we understand the, the Abrahamic god, but it's, about, it's a manifestation of the, of the reawakening of the divine feminine. This is what we mean by the goddess, right? This is what we say with the goddess. So for example, um, I have here a quote by Star Starhawk. Um, I don't know if I pronounced this well. And it says that, let me read it out loud. The image of the goddess inspires women to see ourselves as divine, our bodies as sacred, the changing phases of our lives as holy, our aggression as healthy, our anger as purifying, right? And our power to nurture and create, but also to limit and destroy when necessary. And this is a thought that sustains all life. So this is the kind of um, that, um, an aspect of, of the archetype, in this case of the goddess archetype that we, that we mm -hmm. were, mm -hmm. you know, Isis being one of them, Mary Magdalene being another one, you know, uh, Kuan Yin, there's so many beautiful archetypes there. Mm -hmm. I know that Isis is, is very close to, to your heart and mine. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I was thinking of her when you mentioned the, the goddess, because that's exactly how her, her worked. Um, she was she was actually my my late teacher, and that, that was exactly her work to be and uh, reawaken the divine feminine within women, and it was exactly that um, awakening that self power that 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 we have and is so needed. And obviously, obviously, she worked mainly on women. We work mainly with women, but it's not only for women. Like Lara said, it's, it's only for men. I also believe that as we rise as women, they rise with us we have no choice as we grow in consciousness the rest of the population do too so that happens as well and um, for men to incorporate their divine feminine mean allowing them to blossom as the divine masculine that they are um, just to find the balance and the harmony between between the two so that's um yeah that's 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 beautiful um what else tell us more about how you found the feminine aspects today what was the feminine for you today yes but for me it was um as i mentioned uh, i needed to to uh, learn the the intellectual part right and this is when i started also I was like oh my god i started looking at at um, my emotions i started embracing all embracing all emotions now for me and this is why i don't um I don't normally say this is what the divine feminine is. No, no, no. The divine feminine, your journey to the feminine, your journey to the divine feminine is very bespoke to you. And you will find a way to reconnect to that. Mine was through the experiences that I had and the initiation, massive initiation that led me to the books, to the teachers, to the conversations, to working with nature, to working with herbs, to working with divination. So every one of us have, have different ways in, in, in doing that. And, and if anything, because of the, 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 the um, magnificence of life itself, this is, the, this is how magnificent the feminine is, you know, it's very related. So um, 
what was the question again? <laughs> um, I think it was, uh, to tell us more about what's the feminine for you today. <laughs> so feminine for me, it's how do I know I tap into my body because the feminine is not intellectual. Although I needed to learn intellectually certain aspects, like for example, to do with my body and how my body functions, the, the feminine is all about embodiment. So I tap into my body and I say, hey, what's going on here? what's going on here so that's why I'm very for example very um connected to my cycle and literally I work with my cycle uh, for example last week uh, last time we we recorded the podcast I was um in my feminine and I knew that I was it wasn't the right time for me to to do this podcast right yes, yeah. uh, that you did you went for it first yeah, which worked perfectly for me because today we are in the right in the right way uh, you, you are flowing there um, and and yeah I'm that, fine asking the questions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's understanding that, and 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 also, but no, understand. Not everyone has has um, has periods. For example, that uh, for example, women who have uh, don't have the, uh, their periods and are on menopause. Well, let me tell you, there's another huge initiation, you know, that 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 women go through, which is it's initiating you to the wisest aspect. You're actually getting initiated initiated into the wise archetype by the way you know so it's, it's massive here um so yeah i tap into my body i said oh, what do you need so this is when i learned the concept of softening i learned the concept of softening and the softening all the hardships softening you know feelings softening thoughts softening softening that was one of them right and that comes um again more it's more apparent it's more alive in, on certain aspects, certain days of my cycle. For example, it's about um, honoring feelings, right? Um, it's about understanding that we have a womb, whether you have it physical or you have it removed, it doesn't matter. The energy is still there. That is the, that is the space of creativity. We have the capacity to create life within. That capacity to create life, what else can I provide life to in terms of businesses, in terms of ideas, in terms of conversation? How can I bring life into everything that I'm, that I'm engaged with, right? And also the nurturing part, I can nurture, I literally can nurture and, and feed, right? So, so, and this is how I know that nurturing is an aspect of the feminine, right? So it's about uh, tapping into the body, tap into your body, um, um, disconnect from everything, and, uh, and, and learn, learn about uh, the body. Body language is not about the body language as we, as we see it, you know, that if you cross your arms, or if you do this, or if you do that, no, 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 it's so much bigger than that. And that is the language of the body is speaking to you, listen to it. And this is how you will end up, you know, with your own definition of the feminine. And, um, and for me, the feminine is life, it's life itself. Mm -hmm. so we we um we go back to the beginning life life is the feminine um, is there anything else about the archetypes and um i mean everything that you you have shared with us about the feminine related to the leadership styles that you mentioned how do they connect oh yeah they connect big times absolutely like, like um, um the 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 archetype for example of the wise is about knowing when to intervene for example the archetype of the mother it's about that you know that they were talking about it last last time with you and how you thought that the archetype of the mother was not needed as a leadership style in a in the corporate linear 
um, uh, ways and actually you realize later on in life actually no that was it you know I was doing things the right way there were aspects of myself that needed to come out so that that is also important um, 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 absolutely yeah yeah so it's very linked very linked very linked to but of course you know we we you go and, and when you look at leadership styles you don't talk you don't talk about archetypes right when you go like what are the leadership styles it tells you you know there are six leadership styles the coercive the assertive the this the that the, the pace setting you know we've got and that is um, is not is not connected to to leadership styles and i think that we're missing a huge part of what true leadership is um by not exploring that mm-hmm. it's a very linked and what would you say to women who want to tap into the different archetypes and learn more about them um on a day-to-day basis how can they do that how can they do that <clears throat> there's it resources look there are resources there are information there are people talking about it i would say um, um some of you actually might want to go full on with it and and listen to your body and know what what that is some of them you might go step by step i need to go step by step coming out of masculine driven energy as i've mentioned before into understanding certain things that for me was like this is too woo woo this is too crazy this is too like you know uh, kumbaya kind of kind of situation <laughs> when actually how wrong I am and and hence the reason that I I bring all these conversations into you know the 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 work that I do now with corporate women so it's there's resources there you've got people like myself and like Gemma who are here to support you in your journey there are podcasts there are there are are situations and I would say come out of of um, the typical business um, typical business resources that you would go for you know most likely I would say that the most fascinating leadership books are not the ones that you find in the business section anyways you know are the ones that you find elsewhere and uh, so yeah there's so many resources there are books like the the female brain is one of them the male brain is one of them invisible women the gendered brain is another one I start you start looking at the heroine's journey not the hero's journey not the hero's journey we're talking about the heroine's journey um, so again, there are books on, on the wild, um, on the wild feminine. So much resources, so many resources. When we start looking into it, there's so much. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, always um, learn and reconnect. Is this resonating with me? Because the way of the feminine, because we said that is very embodied. I'm going to ask myself the question: How is this? How is this feeling for me? Is this expanding me? Is it contracting me? Is this truth for me, or is it is it is not an, an alignment? And this is how we make decisions to know if this is for you, if this is for you or not. Beautiful, that's beautiful. Is there any question you would like me to ask you? Any question? I think we've gone over time. If I have time to wrap up, no. I think my final words would be here that look, um, it's always the right time. There's always the right time to start embodying and remembering your feminine. That age has nothing to do with it, you know. So this work is not only for us, but it's also for the next generation of of men and women. Of course, women. I, I meant to say for women and men. Um, this work that we're doing. And, um, and yes, there is a lot of wisdom out there. Choose very carefully what's the right wisdom for you. And, 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 um, and what else can I say that, yeah, the journey of the feminine is very bespoke to you. So today we, and last week we shared um, 
how how it feels for us, then you have to make a decision as to, oh, wait a minute, actually there's so much more, there's so much mystery that it's, it's, it's there. That's why it's the feminist mysterious, right? That's why it's mysterious because uh, mystery is the unknown. We don't know that, you know, it's fascinating. So get curious about yourself, get curious. Beautiful, get curious. None of us are broken. None of us are broken. <laughs> we only live in a broken system. Wow, beautiful way to, to, end, to, to, to end the session today thank you so much for such a um, beautiful amount of wisdom and knowledge you shared with us today i'm sure our listeners will benefit a lot from it and of course contact us any of us um if you have any questions you, if you would like to work with us in any way so thank you very much to our listeners all love to you thank you lara once again and for holding the space thank you and we'll see you on the, the next episode goodbye for now That's all for today, ladies. Thank you so much for joining our conversation and we truly hope you loved it. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe to our podcast and also share it with other fabulous ladies so they could benefit from it too. If you want to get in touch, you could find us on all major social media platforms. Speak to you very soon.